A conversation can change the way you think, how you feel, or even what you believe. So no matter what the conversation's about, it's not for nothing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Not For Nothing. My name is Kyle Leon Henderson. And if you are a longtime listener of this show, you know that it's been a little while since we've come to this space together. But we are here together in this space now to celebrate the new year. It is January 5th. And I hope you all are doing well. I can honestly say I am doing well. I did go on a bit of a hiatus last year from the show. Um, That was necessary for me because uh, things got a little cray-cray last year, but that's okay because we can handle cray-cray. We can handle some craziness in the year because we are capable people. But I am just bringing a brief message for the first episode of this year to just welcome everybody back to the fold because I've been wanting to come back to this space for quite some time. But um, let me just give you a little update, a little life update. Remember that episode where I was talking about, I believe his code name was Robert, my new person I was dating. Well, back in November, November 28th, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary, which is interesting to say because... It was so fresh when um, we last left off here at this space. But yeah, we just celebrated one year. Since then, we have traveled to Orlando together. We've traveled to Las Vegas together. We, I took him home to Bug Tussle, Alabama to see the family. They love him. And we even went to a little getaway upstate here in California to Solvang, if you've not been to Solvang, get to Solvang. It's adorable. It's wine country. They love some wine up there in Solvang. But that's the joys. That's the peaks, the valleys, though, of this past year. <clears throat> it was a big one. It's been a big year for the valleys. But that's what makes the peaks so high. The valleys are so low. So I'll start with the, I guess, the big one. I don't know. Which one's the big one? I, the big one for me. I'll say that. The big one for me is uh, my mother's house burned down in March. And that's not just my mother's house that burned down in March. That is my childhood home, the home that I grew up in. Uh, It was the home that my sister was brought home to the hospital, brought home from the hospital to this house. I was brought home from the hospital to this house. In all the years I've moved to Birmingham, and I've moved to Los Angeles. I moved to New York. I moved. I've moved to those places, and then I've moved back to my mom's house. It's been, I've been, back and forth at times. But this was the only place that was a permanent place that was home for me. That was my home, and it was my sister's home. It was where the family. It was still the family hub. Uh, it was the the house where my my father passed away. That was the house that my father built for my mother and it, it burned down in March. It was it was wild and 
it, it the story basically goes, and I, I might bring my mom on the show at some point to really talk deeper about what that meant for her to lose her home. It was in the middle of the night. They, the house was on fire in the middle of the night. My aunt Sandra, friend of the show, she's been on the show before. They were living together because my aunt Sandra was renovating her house. And so they were staying at my mom's house, or she was staying at my mom's house, rather. And um, someone drove by and was beating on the door and trying to wake them up. My mom didn't wake up, but my Aunt Sandra woke up to realize the house was on fire. And Aunt Sandra had to rally and get my mother awake and out and get her out of the house. And they they barely made it out. They they really did have to struggle to get out of that house before it burned down around them. And, and that's a lot. That's a lot to comprehend that, you know, it was, it's hard for me to imagine my mother who was, who is 69 years old and she was just about to be 69 at the time. She was 68 at the time. It's just hard for me to imagine her and my aunt, my, you know, my, you know, favorite aunt, Sandra, she, they were, they were in there and it was dangerous and it was rough. And I, I'll never, ever forget that phone call because for whatever reason, my brain woke me up at that time because my sister was calling me at 3 a.m. here in Los Angeles and my phone's on vibrate. So I didn't hear it, but I woke up and then I heard the buzz. And, and so I got up and uh, Megan, my sister, who's also been on the show, she said, are you awake? And I said, yes, I'm awake. And she goes, no, seriously, are you awake? I need you to be alert for this conversation. And that's never a comforting feeling at 3 a.m. to hear, I need you to be awake and alert for this conversation. You know, of course, you think, who died? Um, but she said, mom is okay, but mama's house is on fire. And we're, me and Chad, my brother-in-law, also been on the show, he, we're, she said, we're going down there. And once they got there, they called me. They kept calling. I talked to mom a little bit. It was, I mean, it was, it was hard. And, and, uh, Robert was there that night. My code, code name for Robert, I guess is the name. I don't remember it, but anyway, my boyfriend, Robert, uh, was there and it was just, it was a weird, weird moment. And so I woke up and I went to work and everybody's like, are you sure you need to go to work that day? Just because this is just my experience. I don't want it to be. Uh, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to upplay the trauma to me that, you know, my mother was the one who was in the house, but people were like, are you okay? Are you sure you need to go to work that day? And I said, yeah, I'm in shock. So I'm going to go to work. And I did, I got to work and I told them, I said, Hey, I am my bosses. I said, I'm going to Alabama tomorrow. I'm booking a flight today. I'm going to Alabama tomorrow. I got to be with my family. I was going to go earlier, but I couldn't get, I couldn't get it any earlier. So I, uh, yeah, I went to Alabama. And I, my first priority was to make sure that my mother was okay. So my sister picked me up at the airport. I think my brother-in-law was with her, my sister and brother-in-law, and maybe the kids too, my niece and nephew, which you've met everyone. Everybody's met all of them on the show. If you listen to the show, you know the people. Um, I think they were all there, but they, I said, I, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to go see mom. I need to see mom. And so she was staying at a hotel in town. 
because uh, we live outside of a town called Coleman. We live in Bug Tussle. It's outside of a town called Coleman. She was staying in town in a hotel. So I went to Coleman, to her hotel, and saw her and was able to hug her. That's all that I wanted. And then she said, do you want to stay here tonight? And I said, yeah, I'll stay here. She wanted me to stay with her because she was still shook up. She was she was still shaken up by this. And it was, she was, I mean, my aunt was like, you've got to get her to calm down. She's just been 24 hours. She's just doing laps. And understandably so. But I was there. And then the next day, we were going to go to... Uh, back to Bug Tussle to see the house and everything. They The decision was made very quickly that my aunt has this house. They're renovating this house. Mom and Aunt Sandra are just going to move to Aunt Sandra's house and whatever it is will be. So the task at hand for the week I was going to be in Alabama was to, um, was to help remodel this house for my aunt and get my mom and her and my mom and my aunt in there as quickly as possible, get it as livable as possible because they needed somewhere to live while we sort all this out. Well, we get down to my aunt's house and uh, my dad's sister's husband uh, and my dad's sister live right across the street from my mom. And so everybody's just kind of there in a little, little huddle. Uh, my aunt Sandra lives just up the road. So they're all on the same street. So we're at my Aunt Sandra's house, and my dad's sister's husband uh, fell at her house. And uh, my cousin Leon said, we've got to go to um, help pick up my dad. He fell in the carport. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So I went down there. I was able to get him up and get him out of the, get him into the car because my, my Aunt Carolyn rather uh, said she was going to take him to the doctor. Well, she got him in the car and she drove off and we went back to Aunt Sandra's house. Well, it wasn't two or three minutes later that Aunt Carolyn called Leon. That we're calling, She's like, call 911. Something's wrong with Brent. Well, me and Leon drive down the road because she barely made it down the road where he was on the side of the road. And long story, long-ish story short, he had a massive heart attack. And so the 911 operator walked me through doing CPR on him. On the side of the road, on the phone, she told me where to place my hands. She told me how to pump, all that. Um, And so I did CPR on him, but he didn't make it. He died. And for a long time, it, it really weighed on me that I was his last attempt to stay alive. I was the one trying to help him stay alive. And it didn't work. And and I know that, I mean, I've, I've, I've talked to people, I've talked to therapists, but that became heavy for me for a little while. And I, I will never, never, ever, ever go through the details of a lot of the things that happened in that time during that week, uh, because that's, that's something that's just mine alone. Um, but it, it really was heavy to come back to L.A. to that, because... Um, It just, that was a double whammy right there of of the things that happened that were just unsolicited and unexpected. And I share this story because, one, I share everything on this show. This show is where I share my life with the people that I love and with the, the people who are interested in fantastic conversations and fascinating conversations I just share my life. But also, I know that this year, 
so many people have had situations they were not counting on come up in their lives and they've just had to deal with it. Like my mother, my my mother did not lose her childhood home. She lost the home that my father built for her. And at 70 years old, well, almost 70, she's 69. She is rebuilding a home, which is interesting. I've seen it. It's beautiful. Love it, mom. You did a great job. But everybody has something. Everybody's got something that popped up. Also, during that time, uh, Robert and I were going through some tough times. We were uh, we were trying to figure out the nuances of bringing two lives together. And I am also fresh off of a 12-year relationship. So I was in Alabama trying to help my family, also trying to nurture a new relationship. But also, I had found myself at this point at a crossroads of I'd spent my life with someone for 12 years and now I am going about the business of really trying to figure out who I am and I've worked through it with therapy therapy and um I figured out that, yeah, I I needed to take some time to figure out things for me because I do, I did have a tendency to, um, to really meld my priorities around that of my partner because that's what I'm used to doing and that's not the space that me and Robert were in at this point. So I really learned to stand up for my own self to myself because I think a lot of times people will support you if you tell them what you want and I wasn't telling people what I want at that time. Uh, And also, when I got back from Alabama, I knew very well, pretty quickly, it was pretty quickly clear that I needed to go back to therapy. And I got, I had an experience that was very different for me. I had a therapist that was not right for me. I do not think she understood me. She did not understand my needs. I'm not saying that she was a bad therapist, but she just, she really, she really wanted to bring something to me she wasn't bringing. She kept talking about how she was going to bring it. And also, she kept blaming me for my feelings. She would say that I needed to find a way to not let that bother me instead of helping me dig a little deeper to figure out why it bothered me. And I just knew that she was not for me. And so I set about trying to find another one. And I did. I found another fantastic therapist. I found a therapist who is a cheerleader, but he also is very insightful and he, his name is George. George, my therapist. I love him so much. I have been in weekly therapy for most of the year now and, or most of 2023 at this point, I guess half of 2023, really, when we get down to it. But I see him weekly and y'all, therapy, go to therapy. It helps. You need to go to therapy. I don't care who you are. You could benefit from therapy. I am so pleased and proud to be a part of a therapy relationship, a therapist-patient relationship. But yeah, all that to say that it was my year. You're caught up a little bit. Um, I will say I had some social dynamics that I had to put to rest this year. There were some people I needed to cut out of my life, and I have, and my life, I will say, has become so much better to 
shrink my circle, focus in on the friends that matter. That's been for me what I really needed all along is to go into a quality over quantity situation and mean it. I think we all know that, but you have to go there. But yeah, that's that was my year in review right there. Um, I, I remember last year I set an intention word. I always set an, set an intention word around New Year's, well, at New Year's. And my reten- intention word for 2023 was return. And boy, did I go on a journey just to return. I wanted to return to the person that I was long ago in a in the way of I was a dreamer, I was a doer. And I had kind of quit dreaming and I had kind of quit doing. And so in 2023, it I, for most of 2023 I did not feel like I fit that space of dreaming and doing, but I finally got there. I did. And this year my word of intention is intention. I want to live a life with more intention. I want to stop letting life happen to me, and I want to go out there and do life. That's my plan. For the most part, That's that really sort of encompasses everything. But I just, I want to impart with you some things that really inspire me in this uh, new year because I've got some really fascinating conversations coming your way and I've got some really fascinating people I want to introduce you to and I, we're going to bring back some uh, some old friends that you knew from the show. Uh, one in particular is um, I... I separated from a friend, a really close friend, and we got we reconciled this year. I'll be bringing them to you. I've got a brand new friend who I'm really excited about. Um, that I just I can't wait to introduce you uh, to him. He is he is such a dear friend of mine now, and I could not be more grateful that we found each other in 2023. And of course, the old familiars. There's going to be uh, at some point Sarah's going to come back to the show at some point. Ethan is going to come back to the show. Yes, Ethan, my ex slash still best friend. Actually, there's been some developments in mine and Ethan's uh, relationship and partnership because, yes, we broke up, but, ooh, honey, the, the state of California said, uh, not so fast, you two. Uh, and we'll tell you all about that this year when I get Ethan to come on the show. But I do, like I said, I want to impart some uh, some things that really have inspired me. Like, for instance, I want to just, I want to do an exercise with you all for a moment. We're at the beginning of the year. It's, it's January 5th. I want everybody to just take a, a deep breath right now. Let's do it together. We're going to take a deep breath. And we're going to... Really, just take a moment. If you're driving in the car, that's okay. Just take a moment with me to think about setting yourself an intention for this year. But before you do the intention, before we do the intention, I want you to think about 2023 and take a deep breath. And say out loud to yourself something too the year 2023. What do you want to say about 2023? Let it go. 
just let it go. Let it file itself away in the memory of your mind. And then now I want you to think of a word that will be your intention. Maybe it's uh, activation. Maybe it's intention like mine. Maybe it is peace. Maybe it is something you want. Maybe it is work. May, because, honey, maybe you need to get to work. Maybe you need to stop working. Set yourself an intention. What do you What do you intend for 2024? Because I don't know if you can feel the crackle in the air, but I can. I can feel the crackle in the air for this year that there is a, a world full of people who are hungry to have more fun, have more fun experiences. They want to travel more. They want to they want to lean inward to the friends that they love. They want to lean into their families. That's who we are right now. We are we can look around the world and see the travesty, this this weird war that started in Ukraine and Russia uh, in 2022, still still barreling on in 2024. How did it keep? It just seemed like something that wasn't going to last that long, but it has. It's lasted, and now we've got uh, the Middle East crisis between Israel and Palestine and Hamas. And I have long held the stance that I am not going to speak on that not too much because I am not a diplomatic expert and everybody seems to think they are a diplomatic expert. So you won't hear me speaking on that too much, not because I'm hiding what I feel. I I feel empathy for everyone there. And I think we all do feel empathy for everyone there. But I think what I'm getting at is that I feel like we are waking up to love and compassion we know that that is what's going to heal this world. So when you're out there in 2024 and somebody pisses you off, just take a deep breath, just one moment, and think about why. Why are they that way? Maybe they are at their wits end about something. and Or maybe they aren't at their wits end and this is just who they are and what could really help them is to encounter a kinder person than they are because we all want to one-up each other. But if you could just be kinder to the person who is pissing you off, just stomach it. Just take, just eat it. Just take that energy and push it down and don't give it back to each other because I know that we are feeling it. We're feeling compassion. We're feeling laughter. We are laughing again in a way that we haven't in a long time, after COVID, after wars, after uh, after crazy political fights in this country, and now after politicians who just seem like they're at a race to the bottom, we now see that laughter and love is what's going to heal this world. And I know that this probably sounds so mushy. Well, get over it. I am mushy, and I challenge you to join me in the mushiness because I think that's what this world needs. We need a mushy little hug for everybody around us. And that's what I'm going to be this year. I'm going to be the mushy hug, but I'm also going to be intentional about who I hug. I'm going to be intentional about the art that I'm going to put out. I'm going to be intentional about what I do this year to help spread the good. Um, Something that has developed in me is I am now... A very determined writer. 
because so many things have happened that I just need to write about. And there are stories within me I need to get out. So that's something I'm going to be doing this year. The art that I put out, the improv I do, the acting I do, the shows that I do here at Not For Nothing. I want it to bring something to other people. Um, I just, I, I wanted to share this message and this this uh, feeling that I have for 2024. It is no secret. I've said this before on the show. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day is my favorite holiday because I love a fresh start to wipe the slate clean. I love to say out loud in front of people with witnesses what my intentions for this year will be because if you have witnesses, you can have accountability partners. And that's what I want is people to help hold me accountable and to be able to hold others accountable for what they want because I want to be supportive of people what they want. And I want all of you as my listeners to go out there and be supportive of the people in your life and help them. Ask them what their goals are and say, can I help you? Will you let me help you? Don't ask them what I can do to help, but ask them, will you let me help you? Will you also help me with my goals? And will you let me help you with your goals? Because you don't do anything in life without help. You don't get anywhere without the help of someone. So let's go out there and let's build this web of help and love and laughter and care to this year. And we can turn things around. The 20s, we can still have the roaring 20s just like a century ago. Let's, if you want, if it will help, go put on a flapper dress. Let's dance to some swing music. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's. Let's live like we're at a party at Gatsby's house. That's what we should be doing. Let's go have fun and joy in this life. And I know that that's easier said than done, but easy is is okay. But I, I have this phrase that I say all the time. If living the good life were easy, everyone would be doing it. But it is worth the effort. And you know what? The road to a good life is usually paved with positive things like laughter and joy and helping your neighbor and helping your friend. So it's worth it. It's really, really worth it, I believe. That's, I mean, hey, maybe I'll eat crow next year and say, I was completely wrong. Everything is screwed. We need to just call it a day. But I don't want to be that person. I am a glass half full kind of person. I am an eternal optimist because I, people who say, quote unquote, say they're realist, they're just negative. And, uh, I, you know, there's always two sides to every coin. There's a yes and a no. We should be operating as if it were a yes every time. Because, you know, I, I, I tell people, sure, maybe disappointment will come. But even if you... Don't let yourself get excited about something because you're worried about disappointment. You're still going to be disappointed. And you've also robbed yourself of the excitement. So go get excited about it. And don't let others look at you in a way that makes you feel foolish after it didn't work out and you were excited about it. Don't even look at them. Just be excited and then live the disappointment when you have to. But you don't have to. Don't go to a funeral until someone is dead in the moment of something you're excited about, go be excited about it. That's what I want you to know this year. Go be excited about what you're going to do this year and go do it. Act as if it was already done. Act as if you've already done it. Know that in your timeline, you've done this already. 
It's already been done. So just go in there. Go into every room. If you're going to an, aud- an audition, walk in like you already got the job. If you are going into a job interview, talk to those people with respect and talk to them as if you already have the job. And they will see that you should have this job. Act as if you already have that role. And they will see that you should have this role. You've got to turn the tide of your own fate. And that's what leads me to something I want to read for you all. And some of you already know it. So if you already know it, then be reminded of it. And if you don't know this at all, then take this with you. It's the poem Invictus by William Ernest Henley. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my heart is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. I take from that that we allow ourselves to be distracted by what's going on around us, by the things that are happening, but you have to keep sight of what your goals are and just walk straight towards them. And I think we all will be impressed with how well we do this. And I will say this too. I, I'm not, I don't, I know that it probably sounds like I'm preaching, but I say this to inspire not just you, but also me. I want to be inspired by these words this year. And if for whatever reason, what you sought out to do doesn't happen, you never know what you could make happen in the effort of it. You just don't know. We all know. We all know that anytime something bad happens, we have to pivot. And we always inevitably wind up seeing that it was, it led us to something else. That it led us somewhere that we are so glad we landed to. We could never have envisioned it because we had a plan. But when the plan goes wrong, we are brave and we are strong and we have another plan right there in the back of our mind. We don't even know it's there, but we are survivors. We are people who want to keep thriving, even in the depths of things. We keep coming back. We've been through so much as a human race. There's so much we've been through that we can, we don't forget it. You should never forget where you're going, come from, but you can put it aside and say, I want something better. I'm not going to live in that space. But I will say, something that I had to remind myself this year of was that people are going to talk about you. People are going to have opinions of you, but their opinions of you are not your business because you have to just keep going and keep striving and keep doing the things that you know you should do. Um, We always see people who are successful. That's what they did. 
That's how they became successful. They just kept going. Every successful person had negatives, had no's, had doors slammed in their face, or had people just betray them, people you thought you could trust that betrayed you. Or in my instance that happened in 2023, I valiantly tried to ingratiate myself to people who were never going to even allow me to get close. And I'm a person who likes to be close. I don't necessarily need a hug physically, but I'm a hugger. I'm an emotional hugger. I'm going to bring you in close and we're going to share space together. And something my therapist, who I just adore, like I said, has helped me to see is that my going forward Uh, In life, I am seeking those who are seeking me. And if you're not seeking me, then I can walk away because my life is so much better walking away. But I want to read you one more thing. It's one of my favorite quotes from a speech that was written by Theodore Roosevelt, President Theodore Roosevelt. Uh, It's been something I come back to time and again. And just to give you a little background on it, it was from a speech that he gave at the Sorbonne, uh, the University of Paris, in April of 1910. The speech is called Citizenship in a Republic. And the passage that, uh, it's a piece of the speech, it's not the whole speech, but a piece of that speech has been sort of isolated and given a new title called The Man in the Arena. It is not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles, or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms? the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither knew victory nor defeat. Whenever I'm getting down about how others feel about me, or how others think about me, or how others talk about me. I go back to that, that quote by Theodore Roosevelt, President Theodore Roosevelt, because it's so true. It's so easy for us to look at others and say where they're going wrong. We do it all the time. We do it at football games. We do it in the careers of actors. We look at them and say, this is what you should have done. And we do it to each other. And we should, A, Try to stop doing that so much to each other. Give each other a little grace. Give each other a little space to work it out for ourselves. But also, I'm going to challenge myself and everybody listening to give celebrities and people we don't know, people in the public eye, just as much grace as we're going to give those people that are in real life. Because it's not about who they are, it's about who you are. Are you the naysayer, or are you someone who wants to support your fellow man no matter who they are? But also, I'm going to challenge you all, and myself too, to do one more thing. Get out of the viewing box of someone else's arena, and go get in your own arena. 
go fight that fight that you've been yearning to fight for so long and you just think, oh, well, I can't because of this or I will as soon as I do this or as soon as that or if things were different, I could do it this way. Get in your own arena and go fight that fight. Go strive valiantly. Go find effort in shortcomings and error. Go spend yourself in a worthy cause. Go out there in 2024 and find victory or defeat, whatever it will be. But do it while daring greatly. That's the message I want to start 2024 with on this show. That's what I want to sort of let be our jumping off point from here. We are going to go have a lot of fun on this show this year, but that's the thing. This show is where I bring things that are happening outside the show. I bring the conversations that are happening outside the show. I bring the circumstances and the nuances of things that are going on outside of the show. I even bring the current events. I bring it all here. We bring laughter. We bring love here to this show. And I just wanted this episode to be the tone of which we use this space this year. I want us to really be brave in what we talk about, be brave in what we think about, be brave in what we do this year. I hope this has brought you some inspiration. This, I know, has brought me inspiration just to talk about it. Even though there's no one here with me in studio in this space, I know you're listening. I know you hear me, and I know you want this too because the the world is hungry for change and not revolutionary march in the streets change i feel like the world is hungry for quiet i'm just going to pivot 1 degree this way and i'm going to go about my business change i think we can all really see incremental differences in in our lives just by setting a better intention for our year this year in 2024 so go do it y'all I love it. I love it. Go and try something new this year. Get a new hobby. Go pick up something you put down years ago, but you always wish you could have come back to it. Just just go and live a fun life this year because it should bring you joy. If you're going to do it, it should bring you joy. And if it doesn't bring you joy, stop doing it. Don't complain about it. Don't tell your coworkers about, hey, hate this job. Go get another one. Save your coworkers' ears. Don't complain to them because they might actually like this job. They might actually like coming to work and doing this job. Just because you don't, don't put it on them. Go get yourself another job because you deserve another job. If you are so sick of your partner, don't put it on your friends. Don't keep complaining about your partner with your friends. Have one last conversation with that partner and say, it's do or die, baby. Let's get this started right now. And if you can't, say let's part ways because life's too short and there's somebody out there for me that brings me joy and I'm going to go find them. And if you're single, just be open to every possibility because you don't know what you don't know, but you got to put a smile on your face and stop complaining about life and be the person that they want because you might be the worst version of yourself right now by just living in the negative and the muck. Go out there and live in the positive. Don't complain anymore. Don't talk about how you're going to stop complaining. Just stop complaining today and go out there and live that happy life. That's all I got. That's all I've got for you today. I will be back next week with another fantastic episode with a very, very special guest. And I will see you then. But until then, 
Check me out on Instagram at Kyle L. Henderson or on, I guess, X at Kyle L. Henderson. I don't even know why I'm putting it in there. I'm not going to be on X. Don't go to X. That's the old Twitter. Um, but you can uh, find me on Instagram. And I will see you next time, next week. Happy 2024, y'all.